Welcome back to the Loftcast. QPR gave it their all against runaway leaders Wolverhampton Wanderers on Saturday, only to ultimately come up just short at Molyneux. Connor Washington, who was on target for the Hoops in the Black Country, scored his sixth goal of the season, and he's today's guest on the Loftcast. We'll get his views on the clash against Wolves, as well as looking ahead to the visit of Bolton Wanderers to Loftus Road on Saturday. It's all coming up on the Loftcast. Andy, Matt, a uh, 2-1 defeat at Molyneux, but on another day it could have been such a different outcome because Rangers really gave their all especially in that second half yeah you're right second half was was really good you know put Wolves under all sorts of problems but ultimately just came up a little bit short but uh, no on a different day definitely could have come away with something Rangers came flying out the traps didn't they the first half was largely one-sided in Wolves favour but certainly for those first five ten minutes Matt it was really a really close affair we'll speak to Connor Washington on those two early chances but you just felt that if one of those went in it could have been a completely different outcome yeah um, some good pressing play actually for the for the first two chances for Connor first five minutes he's he's had two really good chances to, to score he'll probably be disappointed he'll tell us in a bit but he'll probably be disappointed he didn't take at least one of those chances and then we'll score after 12 minutes in day and um, they kind of got their towels up after that they got two and it could have been three or four but we were just getting to half time really at two nil yeah, I mean, that, that first goal arrives on 12 minutes and then I wasn't actually at the game and then I get the notification that a second follows on 21 minutes. Again, you know, Andy, you, you fancied Wolves to be in and amongst it um, at the start of the season and you look at what they've spent and then Ruben Neves have got the outstanding central midfielder in the championship who could probably fit in a dozen or so of the Premier League teams, if not more, an outstanding central midfielder. and he really helped them turn the screw and that second goal had Premier League quality written all over it. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Neves, you know, what is he, 21, he's already Portuguese international, he's played in the Champions League, 16 million quid and he looked, uh, the longer the first half went on the other day, looked every every bit of what we've just said there, you know, but uh, yeah, you're right, we started really, really well. Their first goal was against the runner play. I think the team and Oli will be disappointed, you know, midfield runner, not tracked, a sort of scruffy finish. But as soon as that went in, seemed to settle them down and they showed the quality. That's that's why they're, what are they, 13 points clear there at the top of the league. And a sellout crowd getting behind them. You're always expecting that there's going to be a push when they're two goals to the good. But Rangers hung in there, didn't they? And then the introduction of Iberi Easy and Matt Smith kind of gave Rangers a new dimension at the start of that second half. Yeah, I think uh, Matt Smith Matt Smith and Iberi came, came on just after, just before half-time rather, and Matt Smith at half-time at him. The kind of we went a little bit more direct after that, and Matt really did seem to make a difference. They didn't didn't seem well. Funnily enough, in in the first game at Loftus Road, Matt caused them quite a lot of problems. Scored the winner, didn't he? Yeah, and they couldn't really deal with it in that sense. Um, they played well in the day at our place. I thought Wolves, but again with with Matt, they couldn't really deal with it at, at Loftus Road. And it was the same again when he came on in the second half. He uh, he seemed to kind of cause a real impact and causing problems and. He, um, he was involved in, in, the, in the first goal. He uh, forced a really good save from Ruddy. Connor puts it away. And um, he had a really, really good chance just after. Just a volley, he, yeah. Uh, a ball comes <coughs> over, he chests it down and puts a volley just Probably over. Probably got, uh, got a, for me, he's got a split second more time than what he, what he thinks. He, he just hits it. Uh, yeah, yeah just, he just hits it as it's still going up. Just a little going bit. back to the goal, though, quickly. Um, it was Smith's header and then the ball fell for Washington. Fantastic finish, wasn't it? It was a hint of offside. If you do look back at it, he was probably in an offside position. But a fantastic overhead kick from six yards, um, and that'll do his confidence a world again. Yeah, it's a great finish, you know, instinctive, athletic. Um, 
No, Matty Smith wins the first though. John Ruddy make, makes a hell of a save because yeah, it's actually past him. Yeah, it's yeah. past him. And he pulls it back, but you know Connor um, does what all good strikers do and should do. You know, in a six-yard box, reacts instinctively, and it's uh, it's it's a terrific finish. The Wolves boss Nuno openly admitted that his team struggled to cope with Smith, and they openly admitted. And Mark Birchman just confirmed this this morning that when the managers come together and they do their debrief with the coaches afterwards, the Wolves guys <coughs> were saying that. QPR are the toughest team they've played this season and over the course of 180 minutes or so. Um, you look at the chances late on, um, Shoek had a chance well saved and then obviously the late drama when Washington goes through, the ball breaks too easy and his shot's cleared off the line and then Josh Cohen right at the death dragging a shot a yard or so wide. There will be a feeling of disappointment in that dressing room but also pride because we, we really push the league leaders all the way. Yeah, I think the second half we showed that we can be a really good side, you know, and an effective side. Um, every time we put it in the box, um, the Wolves back three and the goalkeeper didn't particularly deal with it very comfortably, I thought. Um, you know, we had chance after chance after chance. Visibly, the second half, I know the early goal helped, but we got, for me, 20-odd yards higher up the pitch. That extra body in an attacking area, Pavel suddenly became a, an attacking wing-back rather than having, having to spend all his time defending. Yeah. And as I say, on a different day, you know, Pav's forced a great save. Would it have been a bit gung-ho to go with that approach for the first half? I mean, it, in hindsight, you, you'd, you'd say maybe we should have been a bit more gung-ho, a bit more attacking, but you're playing the, wall, the, the league leaders' walls on their own patch. It's, 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 a, it's a fine line, isn't yeah, it? I was talking to someone the other day and I said well, they thought we set up a little bit negatively, but if you look, you know, we've had two good chances. Um, so if you take one of them, you're looking at a completely different game. It vindicates the, the, the game plan as such. On the flip side of that, once you concede that sort of defensive-minded game plan, if you like, where we short up the middle of the pitch and I can see exactly why we try to do it. Um, <clears throat> but once they got the first goal, Nevis comes into his own where he was spraying it around, you know, you know, I'm trying... You've been purring about him all week, haven't you? I'm very biased towards QPR, but I have to say, you know, I really admired watching him play. Mm. Um, in the first half, second half, we got a bat him, and he wasn't a, he wasn't as influential. Just a word, Andy, on young Ibira. Then he came on, and he, 40, 46, 47 minutes, he came on for perched in the back end of the first half. He showed some real nice glimpses of of what he's capable of. Is now the time? You're not the manager, but is now the time to to perhaps blood him from the outset? Well, what he showed the other day, he wouldn't have done himself any harm, and he'll certainly be in the reckoning. You know, he came on five minutes before half time, um, but again, the second half, he was quite. Influential. influential in us getting to grips with the game. I, I thought he found some great positions, technical term, between the lines, you know, where he couldn't get picked up. His passing was good, he was a threat, he was positive, so, uh, as I say, I'm not I'm not one for picking teams, but uh, on his performance the other day, he'll certainly be knocking on the door. And Matt, overall, a, a feeling of disappointment, but like you say, pride that QBR did push him that far. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, de definitely a, a feeling of pride that we were able to push him that far. I don't think many teams would have would have gone to Molyneux and, and give them give them Wolves a run around that we gave them in the second half. So yeah, yeah seven to one with the bookies at the start in a two-horse race. You know that that says everything really. No one gave us a open hell's chance and we almost got over the line. Def definitely a feeling of optimism. We'll come on to Bolton a bit later, but you know obviously they're the games that are really going to define our season. So optimism heading into the weekend. Connor, first things first. Let's look back on uh, Saturday then against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, sixth goal of the season for you, but ultimately a. Uh, a 2-1 defeat but ultimately 
a, you look back on it, it's probably a, a tinge of disappointment that we didn't at least get a point, and maybe even all three. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the way we came out of the blocks and obviously had a had a good few chances in the first couple of minutes. Uh, it was it was a great great place to go and sort of have a have a good start like that. Um, and then obviously they came into it and did really well, and they are very good at, at what they do. And but like you say, I think ultimately it will be disappointment because the second half performance from us was was great, and we create, created a lot of chances, which is. Uh, a massive positive to take from it. Those two chances fell to you, didn't they, in the opening five minutes or so? Disappointment that you didn't take one, although they were both fairly difficult chances. Ruddy made himself big on both occasions. Yeah, um, the first one I think I, I practiced spending it all the time. Um, it's disappointing to sort of snatch it a little bit. Yeah. But I think with it coming so early in the game, it was it was just nice to nice to be in there and getting the chances. To be honest, and then the second one, uh, it's just nicked off his studs, and I've had to readjust my feet and uh, just couldn't do it quick enough. But it's. Uh, it's been obviously a frustrating season in terms of goals for me, so um, I'm always happy when I'm getting in there and getting chances, which is the most important thing. And then you certainly made the most of it when that big opportunity did ar- arrive at the start of the second half. Matt Smith's header looked for all the world like it was going to go in. Ruddy produces a fantastic save, and then you're, you're there, Johnny, on the spot with the overhead kick, one of your better finishes, I'd imagine. Yeah, the funny thing about it was that Matt actually headed it at me. And it's come off me, and then somehow oh, he's, made, on the he's made a ridiculous save. I yeah, couldn't believe it. Him, it's behind yeah, him, isn't it? I know, and uh, it's just popped up. And like you say, you just got to be in the right place at the right time in those in those situations, and make sure you get a good contact. And uh, luckily enough, I did. Great finish since one you'd be proud of. What you did? I never get up there, will he? <laughs> <laughs> I never I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I never scored one like that. I wasn't that athletic, but uh, no, it was a great finish, and and that seemed to uh, you know inspire the team and. Uh, seem to inspire you, Connor. Did the introduction of a, an extra body or an extra forward player? Well, I know the answer to that myself, but I'm asking you. Did did, did that help you? And did that is that the way you prefer to play off somebody? Yeah, definitely. It's a lot of it's um, just what I've been used to my whole career. Um, scored a lot of goals playing in a two, and I do prefer it. I think I have got the attributes to play as a one, but um, it's always tough away from home and. I seem to have had that shift quite a lot since I've been here. The old uh, the graveyard shift, the lone front man away from home. <laughs> we uh, we have a laugh about it. Um, it's all, but like I said, I've got the attributes to do that, and uh, it was nice to get a few chances up there on my own. But like Sint says, as, as soon as Big Matt comes on, it's uh, you op- seem you seem to uh, on Saturday. I know you haven't played together a great deal, but it was evident that you seemed to have a good understanding when Matt was going up. Your runs in behind were were intelligent, and you were inches away from getting. Is that something that you've you've actually worked on? I suppose it doesn't help when you haven't got a regular partner to play with, if you like. But you look like you could form a really good partnership on Saturday. Yeah, we've always felt like that. Me and Matt, we get on really well off the pitch um, and on the pitch. Uh, we, we're talking to each other constantly, and obviously he's so good in the air that it's just a simple shout, Matt. Flick it left, flick it straight, flick it wherever I want it really, and he seems to be able to get there. So. Um, yeah, he's, he's great to play with for me. He does the the jobs that I'm not particularly good at, and uh, I do the ones he's not particularly good at. So yeah, it's a good balance. How good were Wolves then? Because they're flying, aren't they? Runaway leaders at the top of the championship. Since has said he felt they're probably, especially in that first period after they weathered the initial storm from us, probably one of the best sides that he's seen this season. Does it come as any surprise to you to see them at the very summit of the division? No, absolutely not. Um, <coughs> the front three are absolutely incredible. Um, a lot of it in terms of technical ability, but um, it's, it's the mental stuff as well. Knowing yep. when to run, knowing when to run long and get you turned, and then knowing when to come short. And uh, they're always looking for each other as a three as mm. well. Um, and then the, the lads in the middle of the park just keep them ticking over. And obviously, Neves has got outrageous quality on the ball, <laughs> yeah. so um, they're not sort of long punts forward. They're, they're 
incredible diagonal balls that put you under immense pressure. Yotta's just coming in on that. You mentioned about the front three. Yotta's role really intrigued me. He was so clever because he... I know he's Spanish and they, they won a World Cup playing with like a false nine, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he didn't play as a centre forward. He didn't play as a midfield player. And he was really, really clever in his movement. People, uh, Wolves people didn't think he had a great game the other day, but I just thought he's with his movements and cleverness, he caused us problems. Yeah, I think if you asked the back three, uh, back five, if he had a good game, they'd probably... Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they'd disagree with the Wolves fans. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Um, but yeah, on the ball, he's obviously fantastic, but yeah. it is really his movement that, uh, that kills teams and he brings centre-halves into areas that they don't want to yeah. be and that's obviously a big problem. You said earlier that this season has been disappointing in terms of your goal return. You started obviously the season on fire with two on the on the opening day. Overall, how would you assess, with over two-thirds of the way through now, how would you assess where, where your game's at from a personal point of view? Um, I'm feeling, feeling really good right now. Yep. Um, started the last five, I think, now, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Started the last five. It's so important as a striker to get on a run, and um, it's obviously disappointing that none of us have been able to do that really. Yeah. Uh, sort of get ten, fifteen starts under your belt, but you could argue that none of us have probably scored enough goals or done enough in the games yeah, to, to warrant point. that. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, like I said, at the moment I'm feeling really good. Um, I like. I don't particularly set myself goal targets. It's just to get more than last year. Yeah. Um, well on my way to doing that. Obviously, I think I got eight last year, so six yeah. so far, and. Uh, I like to think I'm in a good good run of form and playing well and getting chances, which, like I said earlier, is, is the most important thing. Switching attentions briefly into to international football. You missed out on the World Cup, didn't you, narrowly? Um, but it was a real campaign to be proud of again for Northern Ireland. Yeah, definitely. It's been absolutely great for my career. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed it every time we go away. I look forward to the international breaks every time they come around. And um, like you said, it was it was a great campaign, and um, we were right up there behind a great side in Germany and. Um, we were unfortunate not to probably allow well, on the balance of play Switzerland obviously a great side but we could have we could have easily nicked it the key decisions in that two-legged playoff really went against you didn't they yeah yeah it was obviously really really disappointing when you look at the probably on the balance of play they they, they did sneak it I'd imagine yeah. but uh, the, there's nothing worse than coming away from a game looking at decisions and thinking could they have gone what might have been yeah just talking of international football you know um what do you find is the main difference is obviously the quality it goes without saying but is it more the mental is it more the tactical side of things that you've got to be more focused and switched on how do you find when you go and play against the likes of Germany and things like that yeah it's brilliant um, <coughs> um, the, the, probably the main difference is like you say the, the quality and it's, in terms of tempo it's probably a lot slower slower actually. yeah yeah it's a lot slower but when teams do switch it on like, like Germany then you know you're in, <laughs> you're in, for, a, in for a tough evening um, a lot of teams play the same way. Mm. Um, the, I think the skill set I've got seems to suit international football because I don't particularly expect people to run in behind. It's not, yeah. not something that happens particularly often. Uh, teams like playing football and <coughs> they, all, they all do seem to play the same way. So I think when they come up against a British style of football, they sort of come a bit unstuck. Big boost then to have the gaffer sign in a new deal. Michael O'Neill has committed his future. As someone who's really f flourished under him, you must be delighted to see him put pen to paper. Oh yeah, absolutely delighted. Um, he's been great for me, great for the, the country and great for the football as well. Um, Does really that show the ambition of the Northern Ireland national team? Because he's been in demand, hasn't he? He's been linked to a number of top jobs. The Scot Scotland national job, I think he was linked to the Sunderland vacancy and one or two Premier League vacancies as well. So it shows the ambition of Northern Ireland FA to, to really keep going and keep progressing. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's obviously been such a key figure in, in what's happened in with Northern Irish football over the past five five years or so. Mm. And uh, to get us where he's got us is, is a great achievement and it's no surprise that he gets linked to every job that comes up. But 
it's lucky for us that he's uh, we've managed to keep him and hopefully we go into another campaign and looking to do well in that one. Switching the focus then back to QBR, another important home game this Saturday against Bolton. Chance to make it back-to-back wins at home after the recent victory against Barnsley. And we've really come to the party in the so-called six-point game so far this season, haven't we? So that must give you encouragement. Yeah, definitely. Um, something that since I've been here we haven't actually been particularly good at yeah. in these games. Yeah. Um, but like you say, we've, we've done well in them this year and trying to put as big a gap between ourselves and the bottom bottom three as possible and we'll be looking forward to uh, Saturday and obviously they're, they're a good side they're much improved um, but we'll have a game plan and especially at home we want to get after them and uh, put in a good performance Carl Henry um, going to come up against your former teammate I'm looking forward to, to seeing him again he was obviously a, a valuable member of the dressing room here during his time at Loftus Road yeah he's, I think he's <coughs> he's proven his worth again at, at Bolton um, there's no no surprise to me and no surprise to a lot of the lads that um, him going there has coincided with them with an, an upturn in form and mm. they look a lot more organised and he's great at that. Um, he's probably not one for the the fans. I, I don't think they particularly enjoyed uh, the way he played, but um, for a for a fellow player and a teammate, he was absolutely brilliant. Uh, great on the training pitch day in day out, and uh, like I said, it's no surprise. How under how much do the fans underestimate since that role of a player that just sits in front of that? back four or back five and does what many people would say is the dirty work I mean Claude McAlealy made a career out of it didn't yeah. he uh, you know the water carrier role but how underestimated is that position I mean Connor's just said there that uh, to his teammates and his colleagues and it, you know they really value what he does for the team I think uh, Connor makes a really good point for the team um, I don't think you can underestimate people who do that role mm-hmm. and for many it's you know, people will see a centre forward scoring goals, they'll see a winger flying past people, they'll see someone in the middle of the park who's got a fantastic passing range, but sometimes what they don't see is that guy who just holds the middle of the park, yeah. uh, keeps it nice and tight. You know, Leicester won the league with someone a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. who's uh, very energetic, but he does the what they say in the game, the horrible stuff, the yeah. um, so vital and for coaches and managers and players usually they're the most important and normally the first team I'm saying Carl Henry as such but I'm saying that type of player is normally the one that gets on the team sheet first so a big game like you say uh, Loftus Road um, looking to make it back to back wins confidence in the dressing room after the performance against Wolves I'd imagine yeah definitely (coughs) we've had a a very confident dressing room the whole season to be honest uh, which is been really nice to be some people will find that surprising then because results have been so up and down throughout the campaign but that's one thing that's certainly been in and amongst it when we're in the privileged position of being over here at Harlington and on match days at Loftus Road you do sense that unity within the dressing room win lose or draw yeah definitely Um, even in the performances where we haven't been as great on the ball you can always see the the work ethic and the and how hard we're working for each other um, which only comes from a a strong tight dressing room Um, but it's going to be a really tough game, another another battle. They're going to try and make it hard for us and uh, uh, we need to put a stamp on the game and um, make sure we put in a good performance at home. Great to get the views there of Connor Washington and he'll be looking to add another goal to his tally when Bolton come to Loftus Road on Saturday. Another big game, uh, Bolton currently sitting 19th in the Skybet Championship. Six points adrift of the R's on 30 points. They are unbeaten though, Andy Sinton in their last three in the championship, one win and two draws from three home games. They play three home games in a row, which is a rarity at this level. But it's going to be another tough one against Phil Parkinson's side. Yeah, he's got them going. You know, you've just mentioned the last three, but if you look at the last six, it took 11 points. You know, um, from the from the turn of the year, 
because they look like they were dead and buried earlier in the season. So credit to them, you know, just sold a striker, yep, six Gary million quid to, to, to Cardiff. But uh, they'll be hard working. But what we've done well over recent months, we've we've managed to get uh, wins against teams in and around us. In these so-called six-point games. six-pointers. So if you look at the Birmingham game, the Burton game, the Barnsley game, and what Bolton does, it presents us with another one of those where it's vital we get something, but obviously we'll be looking for all three. They'll be dogged, Matt. They'll be hard to beat. They've got Carl mm. Henry in the middle of the midfield, yeah. who I'm sure will be looking to prove a point, but he'll put himself about, I'm sure. And that, that midfield battle will be key. And if mm. our three centre midfielders can get on top Freeman Luongo if he's back and Scoen then that represents us with a real opportunity yeah I spoke to Bradley Allen he does a, a programme column um, and he said he expects a gritty game and he was saying all credit to Phil Parkinson because he has really done a great job he's had his hands tied financially I think Bolton haven't had that much money to spend but you, you mentioned Carl Henry coming in, in September and um, they were playing uh, former Reading player Jem Karachan in, in midfield centre midfield but he's kept him out since then and uh, well, credit to Carl really because he's come in and he really has seemed to help Bolton and to be honest uh, they're outside the relegation zone now and I think it's a, it's a great achievement for them because of the money they've spent and how well they've done since their, their start to the season I think Phil Parkinson and Bolton do deserve credit for that yeah very much so they lost their last away game though 2-0 at Brentford just down the road at Griffin Park so that will give Rangers confidence as well and obviously we won our last home game we drew 1-1 at the Macron didn't we in October with Idrissa Silla on target he might still be sideline I guess for this weekend but like you say Andy at home in front of the Loftus Road faithful a Loftus Road faithful that will be encouraged by the win against Barnsley last time out at Loftus Road and encouraged by the defeat ultimately against Wolves but the performance um, so it, it's got all the ingredients everything set up really for, for QPR to hopefully get another important three points on the board and just consolidate our mid-table position yeah yeah you're spot on. It's all about us Saturday. Uh, the home games, our next three home games, I look at them as really key. You know, you've got Bolton, then you've got Forest, and you've got Sunderland. Mm. You know, three big games, but one at a time, Bolton's going to be a tough game. They've got some good players. Josh Vella, uh, I really like. Zach Clough's just gone back there yep. against someone else. I really like. Amiobi on his day, he's a handful. So we've got to be respectful and mindful, we'll yeah. which I'm sure we will be, but it's about us. Get on the front foot. Let's, let's take the game to them. Uh, let's get the crowd in play, you know, uh, the loft. Let, let's get that roaring by what they see on the pitch and let's get the three points that we're all hoping for. And the 100 year shirt that we've released this week, uh, you modelled it going back to your modelling <laughs> days. I thought it was I wouldn't say like Andy Sinton being an 18 year old again with all those multi million pound contracts you had back in the day. Um, just, just on that 100 year shirt, though, it's a, a really nice idea. £61, the green and white hoops, um, the first shirt that we wore back in 1917 at Loftus Road and nostalgic and something for QPR supporters to remember this this really significant milestone by yeah, it's a really good uh, good idea and I like the shirt you know I think it's got a hundred iconic uh, players you well, made it on the list uh, as well just about Did you made do that it <laughs> just about made it on the <laughs> list I think but uh, but no uh, club have come up with a hundred players um that are in the hoops you know the the green and white from a hundred years ago and it's just a nice way for QPR fans to, to have a souvenir of 100 years you know I've got my order in so uh, yeah it's really good 